Virginia State Golf Association has gotten into the habit lately of sending its signature event, the VSJ Amateur Championship, to member clubs celebrating significant milestones. This trend started back in 2021 when the Amateur Toured Country Club of Petersburg, which was celebrating its centennial that year. This June, we're settling in for a week at what promises to be some outstanding championship golf at Lynchburg's Boonesboro Country Club, which too is in the middle of celebrating its 100th anniversary. Next year, we'll do it all again in Alexandria at Bellhaven's Country Club Centennial. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Winchester Country Club, which has been a fantastic championship host over the years and is also celebrating its 100th year anniversary in 2023. Winchester hosted the VSJ Senior Stroke Play Championship two weeks ago, and out of that field came this VSJ Amateur's oldest contestant, 56-year-old Buck Britton, who earned an exemption for this week by winning that championship. I'm Chris Lang, and this is the VSJ's Golf in the Commonwealth podcast. This episode focuses on, you guessed it, the amateur, which begins on Monday morning with playoff both number one and number 10 and continues throughout the afternoon, and then, and then into Tuesday. We'll start with 120 players on Monday, cut to 32 for match play by Wednesday, be down to eight contestants on Thursday, and down to the two finalists for Friday's 36-hole championship match. There are plenty of storylines to keep an eye on this week. There hasn't been a repeat champion in this event since Brinson Paolini won three straight titles from 2008 to 2010. Can Ross Funderburg, last year's winner, buck that trend? We'll hear from him directly as he's the first of four guests that are joining us today. We also caught up with reigning State Open of Virginia champion Nick Tolliver, who, believe it or not, has never reached match play at the Amateur, something he really wants to change this year. He'll admit that his win last year at Independence raised his expectations going into big-time events like this one. Third, we chat with mid-amateur Ben Kiefer, who has some pretty good memories of playing at Boonesboro, considering he's a two-time winner of the annual Fox Pussy Invitational that's played here, one of the better, uh, bigger, well-regarded uh, player rankings events held in Virginia each year. He won f- first in 2005 and followed that up 17 years later with another win in the 2022 event. Finally, we catch up with Josh Coates, the VSJ's Director of Championships and Golf Operations. He talks some nuts and bolts in terms of course setup and what it takes from a staffing level to make an event this large run smoothly. First, let's check in with Ross Funderburg, who had just finished his practice round in Boonesboro when we chatted. All right, we're here with the uh, defending champion of the VSJ Amateur, Ross Funderburg. Ross, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, just w- w- when you think about last year and, and that whole week and everything, what's what's the biggest mer- memory that sticks out to you? Um. Man, I mean, my whole match with Evan was great. We both played well. I think he had four birdies and no bogeys. I might have had seven birdies and one bogey. So just playing that well when I needed to was a big confidence builder. But my last shot in the final match was on a par three, number 12 out there. And I almost made it for a walk-off ace, which would have been pretty cool. But those are... Kind of that whole match and then that last shot was a lot of fun. But I had a great time throughout the whole event. Course was great. Everyone I played with was awesome too. So it was fun. Yeah. I mean, how big was it too? You were able to kind of turn on the gas right after lunch there when you're three up and you you (laughs) kind of got a little momentum and all of a sudden it was like, seemed like it was over. Yeah. I think I was four up at some point on that first 18 and he kind of got it back and then I won 18 to get to three up. And then I started birdie, birdie, eagle that second 18 that we were playing and 
I mean, six up and three up are two completely different things. So from then on, I was able to just kind of coast, like go at middle of the greens. Didn't make a bogey the rest of the time. I didn't make a birdie either. It was just all pars, which is, I feel like if I'm six up with 15 to go and make all pars, it's, I mean, if Grayson beat me, then he beat me. I wouldn't have lost. I yeah. felt like, yeah. Sure. Uh, what was your year like at Furman this year afterwards? And- it, it wasn't great. I struggled a little bit. Putter got cold. It's still kind of cold, but I mean, that can change blink of an eye. So hopefully that does change, but it wasn't as good as my junior year, but I do have a fifth year next year that I'm looking forward to. Hopefully I can get my game in better shape. Just had a lesson about a week ago. So we're going to see how it goes this week. It yeah. could be could be really bad. Something could click. could be really good, too. So, But the time at Furman was good. I know that I got better, but the scores just weren't showing it, so I'm just kind of waiting for the results to show. That makes sense. Uh, when you talk about the putter getting cold, what do you do to try to, to reverse that and rectify that as far as good practice Lord. and things like that? I mean, I've never been a big putting practice person just because I've always been I felt like a pretty solid putter I was never by any means like gonna like be crazy with my putter and like make everything but I would make the ones I needed to and wouldn't three putt a lot so I felt like I was good but this year didn't make those I don't know six to eight footers as much as I had in the past so worked on my putting a lot um didn't really change tried two different putters helped for a little bit and then kind of same thing so i'm back to the one that i won with last year and i just threw some lead tape on it It started to feel super light so i just put some lead tape on probably about two or three weeks ago and it's been feeling a lot better but i haven't played a tournament since i had the lead tape on so hopefully that helps as well Okay. Just kind of like tinkering stuff with putting, it's all feel. Yeah, so you're not switching like grips or anything like that? No, like, I, I switched to the claw, but that was, I don't know, three years ago. So okay. I'm sticking with that. Yeah. Um, what do you like about Boonesboro, this place? I know it's a special place for the, if you're if you're a good enough junior, you're going to play here in the yeah. matches at some point. I know you did. I and, did, yeah. Um, what is it about this place that's kind of special in Virginia golf? It's a... It's a really interesting course. It's got a good mix of tiny greens, um, not huge greens, but big greens, and short long holes. 17 to say that's probably one of the staples of this course. It was shot at 220 today. Greens probably no more than 20 yards long, 15 yards wide. So that's just a shot that you got to execute on. And it's just stuff like that out here. All of the kind of subtle undulations in the fairways make it interesting. A lot of ball above your feet, below your feet, downhill, uphill lies, which I feel like kind of tailors to the athlete golfer a little more than the guy who just goes out and grinds on the range and gets his mechanics all good. But it's it's a great course. I mean, you can attack it plenty of different ways. You can score plenty of different ways, which is what makes it fun. And I think it it allows anybody to come out here and play well, which is always good for the VSGA. Yeah, I've always heard this is a second shot golf course more so than your your drive. I mean, you've got to place your drive, keep it in play, but at the same time, you've got to be able to get yourself to a very specific spot on these greens. Yeah, a lot of the greens are back to front pretty heavily, so you don't want to go long of them, which 
is a lot. It's so much easier to control your distances out of the fairway, which is the only thing that, as long as you're in the fairway, it doesn't really matter, like, the angle that you're coming in on because the greens are so soft. But if you can just keep your second shots, good distance control, probably just two, three paces below the hole, short of the pen, then you'll be, you'll be good. What are some of the things you might have learned from your run last year that can help you stay focused this week and try to try to do it again? Man, I I played some different matches last year. I remember the one I played with Carlo. I was hitting it horribly, and I was just getting up and down, making putts from everywhere. And then that afternoon, I went and played Evan, and I was striping it. So just remember that if I'm not hitting it well, if I'm not putting well, something can click, something can change. Just there's a million ways to score the golf ball. That's all that you need to do. Yeah. How do you feel about your game in general coming in outside of the putting? Oh, good Lord. Um, not not fantastic by any means. I haven't played a tournament since our regional event in college at um, Kiwi Falls and didn't play well there. But, again, I had a lesson about a week ago. Haven't had a ton of time to implement it, which is why I don't feel great. I think if you ask me the same question again and – 10 days maybe I'd be feeling pretty good probably hopefully by the state open I'll be feeling a lot better but it could be good but I don't have a ton of expectations I just want to go out and do as well as I can with what I'm trying to work on and if it clicks that's awesome and I know that I'll be playing well but if it doesn't click I know that I have other assets of my game that can help me go on another deep run in the tournament awesome well best of luck to you man good thank you, know, you. thanks look so forward much. to watching it this week. yeah good to see you good all right thanks. thanks stand here with nick tolliver leading into the uh, 110th vsj amateur championship you come in uh, obviously you had a really nice year last year winning the state open how did that really kind of change the kind of the perception of your game do you think internally and externally um i know that now when i when i go into tournaments um, I guess it's just my expectation that I should, you know, compete near the top and, and have a chance to win. Um, that being said, I didn't play great this college season, but um, you know, I've started to play better this summer, and and yeah, just I feel like I go into every tournament now, kind of more focused on on trying to actually win. What kind of happened during your college season that uh, that you thought you struggled with a little bit? I was making big numbers. I played I played all right in the fall. I shouldn't say all season, but the spring was just a lot of big numbers and. You know, maybe not as focused as I could have been, and but I like to think that I've learned from it. Um, but yeah, ball just wasn't going in the hole. Yeah, was that your last year? Uh, I've, actually, I've got one more. Okay, <laughs> wasn't sure. You never could tell with all these COVID waivers and everything. So, so you yeah. got one more left. Yeah, I redshirted a year and did my COVID year, so this will be six. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. So what kind of what kind of things are you working on this summer for to get yourself prepared for that last that last hurrah at Radford? Um. You know, just just staying, you know, focused from tournament to tournament, and got to drive it well and putt it well. I feel like if I'm doing those two things, I'll be in good shape. Um, but yeah, just uh, gonna gonna try to win a ring with the with the team. Yeah. What's the difference of mindset going into this tournament versus the state open, where you know it's three days stroke play? You know what you're getting into there, but this this can go a million different ways here. Here. Yeah. Um, Obviously, it's not a straight play tournament, so just playing, you know, good enough. I've actually, this is my fourth AM. I've never made match play, so um, that'll be something I'm, you know, focused on. But 
really doesn't matter what you shoot as long as you're in the top 32 and from there it's match play which you know is a lot of fun anything can happen so um, just one day at a time don't get ahead of yourself yeah uh do you have a lot of experience playing this golf course uh, i played it once i played it with this guy tate corbett who's a lynchburg hornet he knows the course well um but yeah i played it two weeks ago before i caddied for him okay um, what were your initial thoughts about the place it's good it's like uh, a lot of courses in this area um you know a lot of undulation on the greens and you know if you, if you drive it well you're gonna have a lot of wedges so just driving it well does it feel like a second shot course Second shot. Yeah, I guess you could say that. I mean, some of the greens are so small, as long as you're on them, you're going to have a, a good look for birdie. So um, I, I think if I just drive it well, I'll be in good shape. What are some of your expectations heading into this week? Win. You know, I didn't didn't show up to for anything else. Really. Obviously, I'm going to try to have fun. That shouldn't be too hard. Got a lot of teammates here. But, um, yeah, from there, make match play, and from there, try to win. All right, we're standing here with Ben Kiefer in advance of the uh, 110th VSJ Amateur Championship. Uh, ben, thanks for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah. Wanted to talk to you a little bit about this golf course. You've had some good memories here, some, some, some uh, success stories here, winning the Fox Plus twice. Um, does that translate at all to this Amateur 40, do you think? Or uh, I certainly hope so. Um, you know, so I've been playing this golf course since I was a junior golfer playing in uh, VSGA events and, and team matches out here since you know the 90s and uh, yeah, definitely enjoy the golf course uh, enjoy the style of golf that you have to play on this golf course it kind of takes some of the bombers out of play it's a little bit more target golf uh, and then you know for the Fox Plus and on the VSGA events the members are always great out here supporting everybody and uh, you, know, they, you can just generally feel like they want us to be here uh, and it, it kind of just makes me feel comfortable and Always have a good time out here. What are your, some of your favorite memories from those two wins? I know that there were, what, 16 years apart, I think? Uh, yeah, uh, 17, I 17, think. 17, wow. Yeah, 2005 and 2022. That's right. Um, I, you know, just having all, so many friends and members out here that are you know, friends of mine, uh, kind of walking around, following, supporting. Uh, you know, then in 2005, uh, beating Steve Liebler in a playoff. We probably had 40 or 50 people out there watching us. We both eagled, well, birdie now, but uh, mm -hmm. you know, made, a, made threes on the first hole, and you know, I got very, the crowd was very excited, and then you know, I ultimately birdied the, the third hole to win that playoff. And just the, the support from the, the membership and, and my friends that were around was great. And then, uh, obviously, in 2022, um, a little bit more unexpected, I think. Uh, you know, I'd always been somewhat competitive in the event, but... Hadn't really scared a victory uh, in a while, um, but just again, always comfortable out here. Played solid and uh, and ended up squeaking out the the win in 2022. That was Cotter Burgess that was in that one, right? The, with you at the end? Yeah, it was. It was three or four of us that were kind of going back and forth that last day on the back nine, um, and I made an eagle on 16 to I believe at the time take maybe a one one shot lead. Uh, and then Connor coming down on 18, uh, hit a really good shot to a couple of feet and spun it off the front of the green and had a pretty makeable chip to, uh, to tie the, to, to tie, uh, to tie me and, and actually lift out that chip. Mm -hmm. So again, just kind of squeaked it out, but you know, certainly felt good. Yeah. Where do you feel like your game is right now heading into this one? Um, I've been hitting it a lot better, uh, the last couple of years, um, really honestly, from about 2018 to 2022, I was kind of struggling with my game, mostly off the tee. 
Uh, but the last couple of years, it's it started to kind of come back into form a little bit. Uh, definitely have a little bit more confidence, and uh, I've had some pretty good finishes over the last you know 18 months or two years. So definitely excited to be here and, and feel like I can be competitive. What's kind of the biggest piece of advice that you keep in your head about this golf course in particular? Just there's so many undulations and the greens are tiny. Yeah. And it, obviously, there's there's a game plan involved here. Absolutely. So for me uh, personally, it's it's uh, being patient. Um, you know, I, especially when we play this golf course in May, uh, it's kind of like our Masters, and, and I think kind of plays a lot like I imagine Augusta would play. You know, with with some comparable uh, talent. Um, but you know you're going to have some tough shots. You know you're going to get some good and bad breaks. And you know you're going to make some bogeys. Uh, and, and just being patient and kind of, you know, one shot at a time and, and just trying to, to play kind of smart and staying below the hole and just kind of letting, you know, the birdies fall where they come and, and not getting too upset when, when the bogeys ultimately come. Yeah. All right, Ben. Well, best of luck to you this week. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks, Ben. All right, standing out here with Josh Coates at Boonesboro Country Club, and we're talking a little bit about course setup here as we prepare for the 110th BSGA Amateur Championship. Josh, just kind of take us through the process of when you first select the site, how, how early are you at the club looking at potential hole locations, looking at things like uh, things of that nature? Well, fortunately, when we do get to a tournament at this level, um, we've experienced the course several times for different events whether it be qualifiers or championships so we have a really good feel for how the course is going to play how different hole locations play tee locations and things like that and uh, the same is true for Boonesboro you know over the last several years we've had a couple of championships actually had a qualifier for this event a couple of weeks ago which I was here kind of killing two birds with one stone running the qualifier but also doing some some course planning and uh, mapping out hole locations picking tees and things like that so uh, worked out good and uh, this week the golf course is in great shape uh, had I think four or five inches of rain over the past week, but it's dry right now. And uh, just in the last two weeks, with a little bit of heat and the and the rain, the the course has really popped. It looks green and lush, and uh, is in really good shape. So looking to dodge some thunderstorms the next couple days and get into match play. But um, we can only control so much, and we'll just uh, deal with whatever Mother Nature gets us. Yeah. How important is it to kind of vary the nature of courses that are in the, the rotation for the VSJ Amateur Championship? We were at a place like Cedar Point last year, but th this place feels a lot like Farmington in 2015, where it's, you know, lots of undulations, small greens, Fred Finlay design, mountains, that sort of thing. I mean, it, it, it's a different test than some of the places we've been recently. Yeah, absolutely. Um, old school golf course uh, is evident. We're here with the uh, the hundredth anniversary of the club and the hundred and tenth playing of our amateur championship, so uh, a lot to be proud of for uh, for both things. But um, yeah, old school golf course uh, on the shorter side. We are playing a couple of par fives that the club plays. Um, one and sixteen. We're playing those holes uh, as par fours. Um, so uh, stretching out a little bit in that regard. Uh, but it's going to be uh, a plenty plenty good of a test for for all these players. These greens are are challenging. A lot of the undulation. Picking five days of hole locations is is challenging on on some of them. But uh, we get them in some some good spots that will uh, be fair, but but challenging. Um, varying shots into par uh, threes and, and fours. Uh, I think the longest par three tomorrow will will play roughly uh, 225 yards. Uh, a little downhill might be downwind, but um, then the shortest one will be. Roughly 145, and then same thing with uh, the par fours. We've got some, some short ones in the 350 range, and then 
Now those those par fours I talked about uh, will will stretch out to you know 450, 460, 470. So um, it'll be it'll be a good test. A lot of behind the scenes work goes into this before we ever get out here for this week. You know, talk talk a little bit about the staff and, and how many people are involved in, in putting this whole thing together. Well, actually, we were just uh, doing a head count for dinner tonight. So um, I think we'll have roughly eight uh, staff members and our boat ride interns here on site doing various things. Um, myself, along with Amanda Braun, Tim Murphy, and uh, Drew Thornton on the, the tournament side doing uh, golf course setup and all things related to the tournament ops. And then, of course, yourself and the media team going to be here today and throughout the week um, and you know kind of full-on coverage this is a it's a big event um, coming off another big event uh, last week or two of them actually in the women's open and junior match play um, so it was kind of all hands on deck in various places uh, with those two but then uh, coming here again so looking forward to uh, another good championship and um, you know by by Friday afternoon uh, we feel like uh, the field we have in the golf course it'll uh, define a, a true champion so um, can't wait to get started tomorrow. How much have you turned into a meteorologist for this job? <laughs> when we see you all the time looking at the radar. I mean, it's obviously a big thing that you have to deal with in the, in the summer is just trying to stay ahead of all that. Yeah, uh, I think I've joked with you before that we're all amateur uh, meteorologists. Uh, of course, you know, everybody with smartphones and everything, um, you know, we're all seeing the same thing, looking at radar. So even players have gotten into, into that fold as well. Um, but, it, you know. We've looked at uh, future casts and future radars and things like that, but um, you know, sometimes we get lucky, sometimes we don't. Sometimes um, we're having a great day and something comes out unexpected, and sometimes it's a hundred percent chance of rain on the forecast, and you know, it's sunny the whole day. So um, you never know till you know. But um, we will be looking at it very closely tomorrow because there is a good chance of thunderstorms late afternoon into the evening. Um, but like I said, hopefully, uh, hopefully they can slide by and uh, it's a minimal, if any, delay and then we can finish and, and stay on time. All right. Well, we're looking forward to seeing it all come together this week. Thanks, Josh. All right. Thanks, Chris. Great stuff from all our guests this week. Thanks again to Ross, Nick, Ben, and Josh for sharing some insights on this event, which really should be a fun one. Personally, I've probably watched more golf at Boonesboro than any other club in Virginia, thanks to my past life as a sports reporter at the News in Advance here, who focused on golf, among other things. So I'm pretty excited to see how this amateur unfolds. Should be an exciting week. To follow along, you can find the event hub on the VSGA scoring links page. You can find that page at the top of the VSGA.org homepage, or if you use the MyVSGA app, there's a link to that page from the app's landing page. That'll do it for this episode. Thanks for listening, and until next time, so long.